champions is when they tired, that's when the real champions come out. That's when a real dog come out. Because if you go piss like a puppy, stay on the porch and let the big dogs eat. Yes, indeedy. Welcome back to another episode of the Aussie Fantasy Football Podcast, joined by the usual suspects, guest extra old, like a smooth cognac. <laughs> Hewis, how are you, mate? Extra old, like a smooth <laughs> cognac. Smooth talking. Everyone loves yep. the, the dulcet tones, and here we go. This fits it well. Point of 69. Yeah, how are you, mate? Good to be back. Um, not as extra old as uh, Chris, um, but... Surviving with my great Nuwatu. <laughs> the old great Nuwatu makes a return. <laughs> Tombo, giggling in the background. How are you, mate? Oh, very excited to be here. Uh, I thought I'd just start with a funny, not funny, it's more serious little story that happened to me uh, yesterday. thought you lads would like this. Um, so at home at the moment, good friends of ours, they've, they've got a little uh, son. He's only one years old. And he's um, got a very rare genetic disease and he's not going very well actually he's going very 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 poorly uh there's there's a there is a bright a side of this story yeah it's serious but it's kind of funny anyway anyway shout out to little hugo um we're we've been fundraising for him lately and and my missus i don't do too much with it my missus has been um has been what do you call it passing the hat around so to speak because uh, he's got to go to England and have treatment, and that's, that's pretty serious. Yeah. When and does this get funny? <laughs> so, so my missus made a bluey Christmas. Uh, I don't know what you call it at the front of our house. Like it is enormous. It's it's all the bluey characters, and we put fairy lights all over it. And uh, twenty people a day stop and take photos with it. And we've put a, a money jar there at the front of the, at the front of our driveway with the, the bluey figurines and, and people drop a few dollars in. And anyway, it's, it's pretty good. Um, between that and, and other fundraisers, we've raised a fair bit of money. So it's going to be uh, pretty good for a little Hugo. Anyway, Hugo can't leave the house. He's, he's not in a good way. Like, yeah, he's really not in a good way, but his mum, decided that he needed to go and see the bluey uh what do you call it i don't know christmas decorations at our place Get up. so uh we organized a sanitized car for him and you know everything's got to be got to be perfect for him um and his mum's brought him out here uh this was yesterday yesterday to come and have a look at bluey and so big thing for him to leave the house and come out and have a look at i didn't actually realize they were coming me and the worker were uh, on the farm drafting cows and he's turned up to have a look at Bluey and having a wonderful time. Well, me and the worker are drafting cows about 200 metres away. I didn't know they were there. And the farmers that are listening, if there's any farmers listening to this, they will understand we've, we've, the bulls have got mixed together. Two bulls from two different mobs have got mixed together. And while we're trying to draft cows, these bulls have got into it. Was it snake and, or um, what type of draft was it? <laughs> linear or snake <laughs> uh, so while we're drafting cows not linear or snake uh, the two bulls have got together and they've started fighting and when bulls start fighting it gets dangerous real quick like 
like they just destroy anything that's in their path. They're like a cyclone, and cows are going like scattered everywhere. And, exactly like that, except <laughs> it's not. It's on a farm, and there's cows and fence posts and people and bikes, and they're just ramming anything. Anyway, I am going absolutely off my nuts swearing at these bulls, and the workers there with me. He's got the bike. He's ripping the fuck out of the bike, ramming into these bulls, trying to get them to stop fighting. And I am swearing and bashing these things with a bit of poly pipe. <laughs> like, you just can't stop them. You got to try and split them up. But these things will go until they die. If they've, if they've, if it's been a while since they've had a root, they will no joke go until they die. That sounds like me on a Friday night. Fighting, oh, fighting! All right, my bad. Anyway, so we've, we've got them split up. Uh, I've slowly calmed down. I've driven down to the driveway, and here's little Hugo looking at the uh, bluey signs with a big wide. Look on his face, going, "What the hell was just happening up there at the, at the farm?" I've just been going off my nut for ten minutes with all the F's and C's you can imagine. While poor little uh, Hugo, who is uh, not in the best shape, is looking at the bluey sign. So, did you, did you walk over and go, "What are you guys doing out here?" And did he go, "Are we just looking at fucking bluey?" <laughs> I wanted to go and apologise to his mum for it, uh, but I'm not allowed anywhere near him, so it was a bit awkward. So his mum probably thinks I'm a great dickhead right now. But She's not the only one. That. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that was my highlight of yesterday, so it's a bit of fun. That's classic. Classic. Good stuff. All right, well, here we go. Back at it again. Week 14, already here. There's what, probably the last week before playoffs for most leagues, unless you're in a four-playoff team league, which a few people are. Uh, so here we go. It's the push, it's, you know, win or win or win it or bin it, really, boys. Right? Are mm-hmm. you guys in that situation in any leagues where you just need to win to oh, get yeah. in? Oh yeah, oh yep. yeah, just one, but a lot. The most important one. So yeah, it's crazy. Eh? It comes down to the yep. last game every single time. But uh, we'll start these decisions are more important than ever. So we're going to rip through all of these games, get into it, talk some draft stars, DFS, of course. Episode brought to you by our friends at Draft Stars, who have it's just been a pleasure to have them on board all year. Good amongst it. So. Here we go. Let's rip in, eh? Straight into it. No, no more no more anecdotes. Let's get cracking. You as you're on first, big fella. Vegas at the terrible, terrible Rams. Um, <laughs> look, Vegas started the year absolutely horrible. Looked like one of the worst teams in the NFL. And, and now they seem like one of the, you know, sort of form teams in the comp almost. They're, they're on a bit of a win streak. They're scoring points. They're, they're looking a lot better. And uh, they've been rewarded here with a six-point favoritism over just, the t- again, dreadful Rams. 44-point over-under here. Um, somehow took Waller and, and Renfro going down to, you know, for the Raiders to realise that you just chuck the ball to Devontae Adams and let Josh Jacobs run and you win games. Um, groundbreaking stuff, but that's what's that's what's happening at the moment. So, look, if you've got either of these two guys, there's no hesitation. They're, they're in your lineup. They're probably winning your games. I know in the leagues I've got him either of them in on I'm on a good win streak and that they just keep producing and producing massive scores. Um Mac Hollins I think is probably one of the plays maybe in, in a twelve to fourteen team league. I think this is a this is it's an okay matchup for them. Um he should be able to score some points, but he's not quite as exciting as maybe he was earlier in the year. I don't know that he's he's got those massive two touchdown games in him anymore, so having said that, just going on to Chop a bet on him and throw him in a DFS lineup because he's definitely going to score now. Um, and then Foster Moreau, if you're kind of desperate at tight end, he's the same kind of player. Like, you need a touchdown, but there's a chance here in, in a 
a decent implied total with the, the six-point favourites and a 44-point over-under. So for me, pretty much cut and dry. The only question is uh, Derek Carr. So it's not so much a fantasy question. It's more of just a what are you doing with sort of this team's assets in, in like a dynasty league? Because Derek Carr looked all but like certainty to be gone from the Raiders, whereas now I'm not so sure that that's definitely going to happen, especially if they continue to win a few more games here at the end of the year. Um, he's kind of been a, a fringe top 12 fantasy quarterback, so he's not exciting to trade for really. Um, but do you, do you think they're going to bring back Josh Jacobs and and that kind of thing? Or is this just uh, you have to just wait and see what happens? I, I'm just interested to know what you guys make of the Raiders at the moment. I know you, you'd watch a lot of NFL mock drafts like I do. Yeah. And the Raiders have gone from pick mm. two to pick 12 in a couple of weeks. It's amazing how quickly they've sort of, fall, I guess, fallen down the draft but or, or risen up the rankings. In yeah, a Derek Carr weeks. just needed to have a, a good cry. Yeah, <laughs> that's all it was. Just too much built-up emotion. He needed to get some of that out, and ever since then it's just been all guns blazing. Yeah, I just, I just think they're really interesting players in a dynasty league. If you got Josh Jacobs and you somehow missed the playoffs with his superstar scores, like he could be anything next year. He's such an unknown, and Devontae mm. Adams is getting older, but like he's still elite, he's, elite, elite. He's um, never been injured. Like, yeah, twenty eighteen or nineteen, he got injured, Thanks but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> knock on wood. Yeah, <laughs> he's the sort of guy that I think can just go until he's thirty five. Like, just keep. He's such a route technician. Mm. So good yeah, anyway, it's just an interesting point. But uh, yeah, I do think you're just starting those two. And the other three, if if they're in sort of your streaming consideration, I think they're 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 all considerations. That That's uh, Holland's, um, Moreau and, and Carr. They're all sort of streamers, but probably not excited to play any of them in a, in a make or break week for me. The Rams side, um, they suck. <laughs> I'm not sure if I've said that enough times. <laughs> Akers seems to have vaulted back into relevancy out of nowhere. His uh, snaps jumped, doubled to 72% last week. <clears throat> On the other side of the coin, Kyron Williams, pretty much unplayable now. It's just um, not really sure what's going to happen. It looks like it's probably going to be Akers, so I think you can probably start him. But outside of that, there's there's no Rams that you're starting. You're not starting whoever's there, even playing at quarterback, Wolford and... Um, I don't trust any of these wide receivers. Higby's put... <laughs> Maybe. Uh, Higby's put week, up Oregon. two zeros in the last four weeks. Like, Yeah, they're just... They're a mess at the moment. And, and in again, a make-or-break week, let someone else play a Ram and, and you just play someone who's going to score points, basically. So That's <laughs> it for this matchup. They put up a bit of a fight last week in Seattle. I, I think they always play Seattle tight. I think it's a yep. really meaningful game for them. So. Yep. Yep. In division, they don't like losing. Yep. Yeah, it's always the way. Yeah, uh, Cam Akers, extremely inefficient. Jeez, mm. like 17 carries for 60 yards. It was disgusting. Yeah. What a fun game tomorrow, hey? Could go anywhere. Hopefully though. the Raiders just bust out a bunch of points. I think that'll be a good start to the week. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. All right, Jets at Buffalo. Uh, Bill's 10-point favorites, which is pretty surprising against the Jets' defense. 44-point. Over under uh, Jets seven and five. They're kind of the last playoff spot in 
the AFC at the moment. And Buffalo Bills at nine and three are the ten top seed favorites. at the moment. Yeah, ten point favorites is this is playoff odds, of course. Didn't the Jets um, beat them? Didn't the Jets did. beat them last time? Yeah, they beat them twenty to seventeen last time they played. I think it'll be a different story. It's in Buffalo. Um, Buffalo, we're going to want some revenge here. So, I think it's a bit of an interesting one. The Jets have had a bit of a, a flu bug or some random bug going through their camp as well. Um, they've had four or five players contract some strange illness. Um, Corey Davis being one, he's the only fantasy noticeable one. But there's a few on defense, a few on offense. Um, so look out for that as well. Um, what do you say here for the the Bills? It's pretty straightforward, really. Uh, Diggs, he's just on another level. Even when he doesn't get targets, eventually he does and he scores. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, he was complaining on the sideline. Someone was giving him a big hug and then goes out and scores a touchdown and puts up about 80 yards. So uh, it's probably going to happen. Yeah, he just, yeah, he's just <laughs> at the old Derek Carr. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so yeah, obviously starting Diggs. Probably a sit on the rest of the guys, to be honest. Gabe Davis, wide receiver two there for sure, but... I don't know, against the Jets defense who have, you know, leaked some points to the wide receiver one, haven't given too much up to the two and three. So Gabe Davis and probably Isaiah McKenzie are the guys there, but I, I don't think I want to start them. With six teams on bye, but um, in those deeper leagues, are probably an option. 12-team leagues, hope for something better. Tell you what, though, the reappearance of one of my favorite players last week for the Buffalo Bills. Who was it? No. Think more favorite. The guy always used to draft. Uh, was it Deion Kane? Uh... Oh, uh, the fast guy, John. Yeah. Uh, John Brown. Yeah, yeah, John Brown came back out last week and ran a few routes, had a few targets. It was good to see old Smokey out there. I used to love that guy. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it was good to see out him. Obviously, you're not going to start him either. But uh, Knox, he has the second best matchup of the week, according to PFF. So I think he's probably a consideration for a tight end stream this week, seeing Got as, that. you know, the. Tight end position sucks. Oh, mate, the tight end position was shite last week. I think the best was like six for 40 and a touchdown. Disgusting, I imagine. Um, so, yeah, Knox is probably a go here. Talk about the uh, uh, the running backs. It's it's difficult in Buffalo at the moment. Last week, it was a massive timeshare between three guys. It was 44% of snaps for Singlets, 43 for Cook, and Hines got on there for 31%. So there was even two running backs at one stage. So uh, if I want to start one at the moment, it's actually going to be Cook. Uh, he had six catches last week. He was on the field for passing downs and uh, uh, two-minute drill as well. Singlets is the short yardage kind of uh, grinder but not used at all in the passing game or the two-minute drill. So I actually think Cook is the guy. Hines, I think, is going to kind of just be your special team slash um, try and get a bit of a gadget play out of him, use his speed, that kind of thing. Um, so I think Cook's the guy uh, that I'd want to be starting. But in saying that, if it's a grinder of a game, which I'm not really expecting it to, I kind of think Buffalo will get a, a bit ahead here and they'll just use the passing game. Um, yeah, Cook's my kind of guy I want there. So uh, on the on to the Jets, Mike White. He's made uh, at least the wide receivers somewhat playable for outside of Garrett Wilson, who's extremely playable. There's been a few, a bit of volume here or there, but uh, nothing too special outside of outside of Wilson. He's just been a bit of a freak. So stay in the flames and, and start him this week for sure. Um, we're going to talk about him a little bit later, but uh, yeah, he's he's been outstanding. Uh, the Bills have also been given up the second most points to the wide receiver in the last four weeks, which is a bit of a surprise because everyone was kind of at the start of the year thinking the Bills with a shutdown defense, but they've come out and leaked some points to the wide receiver. So uh, running backs as well here is a little bit of a tricky one. Donovan Knight, he's had two really, really good games since Carter went down, uh, but they are expecting Carter to be back this week. So it's going to be a bit of a timeshare and whether there's enough volume, I doubt it. So you're going to need a touchdown from one of these guys. 
Um, and if they get behind, it's probably going to be Carter through the air. So, uh, And then Conklin, he has a second worst matchup according to PFF. So I'd be very, very careful. Last week he had seven targets but popped in for two catches. So that's a tight end week from hell last week. So it's a tricky one. Um, I'm hoping that we don't see a 20 to 17 grinder and, you know, we see some points. But uh, I think you're going to start your, your studs and you're going to sit your, your flex-worthy guys because I think they might struggle. So. Donovan Knight actually had uh, five targets last week, just as an interesting point. Maybe Carter isn't the total. Um, passing I mean, who down who guy. was the running back two outside of Donovan Knight last week? Yeah, uh, exactly. Donovan Knight. <laughs> so I don't know if you remember. Um, I think it was when Matt Harmon was on on this podcast. He might have been on this another one. podcast. This one. This one. This one. This one. Was he on this one when we didn't know? Crikey. Walman? Walman or Harmon? Uh, might have been this one or another one. I don't know. Anyway, it definitely wasn't this one. Matt Walman, for sure. But Matt Harmon, uh, not so much. Uh, we'll make a call. Oh, yeah. We'll make a call, though. <laughs> I'm sure he's heard of us. Who is Matt yeah. Harmon? Matt Harmon's <laughs> reception, reception perception. Yeah. I love Matt Harmon. Oh, yeah. Matt oh, Walman. He's, okay. he's great. Matt anyway, always get them to. So he went to... Uh, Zonovan Knight was picked up as a free agent by Miami to start with, right? Am I right? Hmm. Anyway, are you right? And, and Matt Waldman said that uh, he, whoever Zonovan Knight played for in college, um, they used the same playbook that San Francisco used, and he was picked up by Miami the same time that Mike McDaniel went to Miami, and Matt Waldman was talking up about how good he's going to be in Miami, um, and he could jump. Raheem Mostert and at that time Chase Edmonds and be the RB1 there. Anyway, Miami ended up cutting him and he went to, I think, the Jags. And then he Are you ended thinking up... about the right guy? I haven't seen this anywhere. Am I thinking of the right guy? Oh, I yeah. am. And then he got yeah, picked up sure by the Jets. Are. Are you sure? Because he signed as an undrafted free agent on May 6. Who to? The Jets. Uh, okay, I might be thinking the wrong guy then. He's lost Dolphins. it. Who did the Dolphins draft? No, they didn't draft him. They picked him up as a free agent straight after the draft. Wasn't like Zazie White or something? The other... The yeah, other there's, a, there's a lot of Whites. Yeah, okay. And... I'm on the wrong guy then. Uh, yeah. My bad. Nah, nah. It was no, anyway, story. I was, it was going to be a fun connection because um, Rob Salah went from the 49ers to uh, it was know, Z- the Jets. It was Zaquandre White. It was Zaquandre White. Zamir Knight, Zaquandre White. Jesus and, Christ. And... I mean, Zemir. they're both Zed. Oh. You're pretty close. Yeah. I thought I was under something then because yeah. of the 49ers playbook going to the Jets, and I and thought he was going to be really, like really good. <laughs> and now all my waiver claims for him is stuffed. Oh, I missed that point. I don't know what that was spewing. Oh, I was trying to – I couldn't get it loud enough, oh, but it was the Bill, Bill Belichick, we're on to Cincinnati. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's good. good. That All right, let's go. We're on the Cincinnati. If, if we go back to Zonovan Knight real quickly, I think our uh, college oh, profile wasn't Cincinnati. super. It wasn't super, so I don't know. Whatever, play on. <laughs> Cincinnati. No, is it that game? Yeah, we are. Okay, yeah, point yeah, out. Yeah. Go. 40, 47 points uh, <laughs> total here. Cincinnati, yeah. Uh, it sounded so better. <laughs> we'll just delete that bit later. Yeah, we'll come back to it. Um, well, this big injury is here. I don't know is, how. Um, how, to, how to delete it? Pet is just going to leave this leave this podcast soon. Yeah, yeah he's so going to have his, he's going to start his own. I can see it. He's got the white right. face on. 
Play on. Hayden Hurst, he's at, he's doubtful. Um, and it's Joe Mixon questionable again. Are we going to see Joe Mixon come back, Tom? That's my question. Uh, for Surely. You Surely. Surely. He's have... Concussion, right? Yeah, but Concussion, is he, he going to be... Is he going to get the same workload? Samaje Pirone seems to have been performing um, pretty good in his absence, right? Yeah, but they want to flog the Browns this week. They'll yeah. do whatever they can to absolutely flog them. I mean, look, if you look at it last week, Pirine had the, the lion's share of totals, and the Browns are not a good team at defending the run. So if the Bengals are going to come out this week and, and want to run the ball hard, um, it'll be good to see if Mixon plus play, and I think he is a... Once he's back, if they're going to bring him back in the lineup, they bring him back to use him. Otherwise, they could, they'd may as well just sit him out until he is ready. Um, but I think in this one, um, the Browns looked terrible last week and still beat the Texans. But uh, against a quality outfit that, that beat the Chiefs, the Bengals are one of the form teams at the moment. So there's not one player, I think, on the Bengals that I'm prepared to sit um, on the Browns, the other side of the ball. I don't think, after last week, you can't start just Sean Watson against a better team, right? Oof. <laughs> <laughs> I started him in uh, your league, Tombo. Got six points out of him. It was disgusting. Mm. And I sat uh, Jared Goff, who scored like 40. <laughs> but I still won. Still won. <laughs> Good. Are you in playoffs um, in that league? Fuck. This close. Oh, yeah? Yeah. yeah. Right. Play on, Boyder. No, I think this matchup is, is the, the Nick Chubb play here. I think Amari Cooper is probably the other consideration. But the, the weak spot, I think the Bengals have just been good and solid defensively. So I think it's going to be interesting to see how a team that could have moved the ball very well against the Texans is going to come out and, and perform well against the Chargers. So I'm going to say it's Nick Chubb, um, and that's probably it for me. When you said you won't sit many of the Bengals, would you sit Tyler Boyd? Oh, I mean... Yep. Did you see his drop week. last week? Mm. So bad. Oof. I mean... I don't want to use the old more drops in a range shower, but pretty average. He dropped a pretty important one in the Super Bowl too, which may have cost us the game. Oof. Tom never yeah. forgets. Cut Tom him. Never forget. I remember it. Third down. Cut him. Slant. Cut him. Cut him. <laughs> Get a better wide receiver three. I mean, I mean, volume's back there for the other two, right? Um, and they're, they're going full strength apart from Hayden Hurst, um, which is pretty rough for me in a few legs having Hayden Hurst as as my tight end that I've just mm. lost um, in the playoffs. So. It hurts to lose Hurst? Yeah, it, it, it hurts. A lot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tombo, uh, Texans at Cowboys. Have you finished? Of... Okay. Have you finished oh, talking okay. about Deshaun? Okay, very good. Texans we don't, no one wants to talk about Deshaun. It's disgusting. It's a bad topic. <laughs> it's a good topic. Uh, Tom wants, wants us to massage it in a bit more. Ooh. What are the balls? <laughs> What are the bowlers called? Oh, that's what I was trying to say. Okay. Texans are Cowboys over under at 45. Cowboys are 16 point favorites. Texans starts, uh, no one. Texans are tanking. <laughs> the Texans are tanking. Like, why would you start anyway? Dallas are fourth best against runner backs and tight ends and 14th against wide receivers. Uh, Cooks looks like he's out again. I don't know what's going on with, with Cooks, but he's got to, he's got to get a trade next year, I think. Um, Nico Collins would be a very desperate flex option. I, I think. love um, Collins, but he's just in a shit spot. Yep. Uh, Damien Pierce should be benched if you have someone else. I mean, like, you probably don't. If you've got Damien Pierce, you know, you're probably going to have to play him this week. But if you had someone else, I'd be, yeah, I'd be um, playing someone else. Davis Mills looks like he's going to get the start this week. But yeah, interesting, he, eh? He shouldn't be rostered anyway, so. Um, 
not yeah, that interesting. That's... Kyle Kyle Allen has been just absolutely horrid. I can't. Yeah, but it helps their tank, right? Like at least Davis yeah, Mills. That's the only reason Kyle I can think of that they're playing him. Uh, just, Sean just in case. I think they put Kyle him. Allen in just to make sure that they had that. First correct. Pick. Like mm, correct. Yeah. <laughs> they just, but they it also needed to lose two. Yeah. They get away with it because Mills wasn't playing well, and that's like, oh, we're going to make a change and try and win, but really we're we're trying to lose. Yeah. Uh, Cowboys starts for Dak, Lamb, Pollard, Zeke, and Schultz. Pretty much everyone except Gallup. Gallup isn't getting enough targets to be startable. He's averaging four for 30 yards on the season, uh, which has been really disappointing for a wide receiver too in a good offense. Lamb is averaging 10 targets a game and over 80 yards a game. Uh, he is. Do you think Lamb's gone under the radar a little bit? Yeah, he's cheeky. He's a wide receiver seven or six or something. Like. He's snuck back in since Dax come back. He's been real good. Um, yeah, I think he's still sort of like I almost think he's a buy in dynasty. I think he can get him a little bit cheaper than hmm. than what he's producing. Um, Houston a third to wide receivers, so which is another reason why I'd sit Gallup for yeah, this because they don't need to defend the wide receiver because they're down by thirty every time that like yeah, two minutes into the game. Yeah, so Zeke and Pollard are smash plays this week. Yeah, they me. can both um, score twenty easily. Well, Chubb had done. a pretty ordinary game last week, but just kind of surprising. Sean um, Watson, yep. Yeah, Houston are 15th to tight end, so Schultz is a start, and they're 31st to RBs. So, yep, start pretty much everyone. I, I wouldn't be starting Gallup. Gallup had 18 points, but he scored two touchdowns last week, so he's only getting four, um, four catches for 30 yards on the season. So Gallup's really disappointing. So... Anyway, that's that game. I also almost made uh, City Lamb the old uh, fade because he's just not going to be used. Mm. Um, yep. I think it'll be a Pollard Zeke just run down their throats, get up by thirty. I think, I think he's going to probably score twenty points, and away we go. You'll you'll get eight targets in the first half, though, won't he? It's sort of like you know he's he's a fade, but sort of in a good way because they'll get up by so much because Lamb scored two touchdowns in the first half, then they'll just run it. Like he'll still get eight targets, but. You know, if it was a close game, you might get sixteen. Yeah, Dallas don't mind scoring points, so they'll they'll they happily let, win fifty to nil. Like. They didn't let the Browns run all over them yeah. last week, um, so maybe they're trying to just adjust this. Well, everyone can run on us, but if you can throw the ball, maybe they'll do something else. I don't know. I think that's Dallas in a nutshell. They can just beat you whichever way. Yep, they need to. Um, and I think this could be this could be an interesting matchup. This is like um. A battle for Texas, right? Not yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. Not that the, the Texans are, are any good, but there's a bit of pride in this one, right? It's like playing not your non-division. Like, if, if I picked up a division that I feel like from an outsider in Australia that doesn't have that much rivalry, it might be the, the AFC South. So maybe the Texans have a bigger game for them playing the Cowboys than, than interdivision. It's like Menard yeah, versus Barton Ridge, right? Like, mm. <laughs> everyone will know that one, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, All right, we're done? Yeah, we're done. Yep. Vikings-Lions. Vikings at Lions. Uh, this is a, a big over-under here, 52 points. Lions, three points favourites. Yeah, Woo! you heard that again, right. Uh, Lions are three-point favourites. The 10-2 and two Vikings are three-point underdogs. That's because they suck. Yeah, I just... <laughs> I, their 10-2 and two record says otherwise, but their points differential of 10 Look, uh, is the they... lowest of the last... 53 teams, I heard this on uh, The Ringer today, 53 teams have had a better, a 10 or more win season, and the 10 point differential is the lowest of all 
um, wow. 53 teams. I can't remember how many years it was, but just it's unbelievable. They just keep winning one score games. Even if they Detroit win the Super scoring. Bowl, I'm going to say this shit. <laughs> <laughs> Is yeah. the Super Bowl not getting played in primetime? Well, yeah, they're gonna have to play it and then <laughs> play it on and then, like film it on delay, sort of thing. Like, yeah, start at eight o'clock, but then play the f- coverage at eleven, sort of thing. You know, <laughs> play a dummy game as well yeah. at the, the right time, where they just come out and they run it exactly scripted how it was the first time around. If Kirk Cousins make the Pro Bowl, he's gonna shit the bed on the flag footy game too. You watch seven interceptions and he'll tag himself. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, wow. so heaps heaps of points here, fifty two points. Um, yeah, the Lions just keep scoring points, and yeah, like I said, the Vikings just love playing one score games. So no matter how many points the Vikings score, uh, uh, the Lions score, the Vikings are just going to keep up with them somehow and get it to one one score at the end of the game, which is great for fantasy. So look, Justin Jefferson, Dar Cook, I think we'll talk about him a little bit later, but you're probably starting him. He's, he's a top 12 running back and you, you got to start him regardless of the matchup Hawkinson great volume tight end one and uh look Thielen looks to reach the have reached the cliff that I kind of think we all saw coming um 14 touchdowns 10 touchdowns three this year so he lost the touchdowns that everyone has uh always always said he was going to and and surprise surprise he's he's not the top end wide receiver we all thought that he can be when he's scoring over on the Lions side, uh, we got Amon Dar Start Brown. Um, that's, uh, that's, oh, he's shit that's a bad pun. Yeah, he, he sucks, but um, he's the only option in the team. Um, but it's having the said that, of the Lions. Yeah. <laughs> uh, having said that, there's actually some other options. Uh, Jameson Williams getting getting in feet wet a little bit, but um, he's not a fantasy start yet. He's not involved nearly enough. But DJ Chark is back, and he's had um, two double-digit half PPR weeks in a row, which is pretty nice. 98 yards last week. Um, not a heap of targets, so it's it's on um, big bigger plays, chunk plays. But that's kind of why they got him. Like that that was the, that was the goal here. And yeah, the the other side of the ball, running it. Um, Swift took a big step forward last week, so his snaps jumped about 15%. So it's not that big but the carries so he's had five carries seven carries five carries two carries six carries five carries five carries 14 carries last week so big big he jump was, he was clearly still coming back right like everyone yeah. says oh he's done but like he was clearly still a little bit banged up so yep highest since week one when he uh, had 15 carries so that's his only other game in double digits um before the injury so he's looking like he's coming good just in time for dino to win sheeps one for some reason yeah and uh Jamal Williams obviously saw a drop, but he's still good for a one-yard touchdown every single week somehow. So I think, you, much like Dallas, you can play both running backs here. Um, and that's about it on the Dallas side. The two... Uh, Dallas on the line <laughs> side. Uh, the two quarterbacks, I think they're probably both in that like uh, 10 range, maybe 8 to 14 range. So like... They're definitely startable with three buyers. I think there'd definitely be teams that they're in the lineup of, but it's pretty obvious which quarterbacks to start at this point in the season. I don't think you really need to talk about it too much unless your your obvious start is on buy, and I don't know that there are really any obvious starts on buy too much this week. So Mm -hmm. carry on. 
Philly at Giants. Eagles, seven-point favourites, 44-point over-under. Uh, look, a bit of a gross one for the old uh, Giants here. They started off real strong. Fallen a 7-4, and four, Philly 11-1. and Only uh, a major kind of fantasy-relevant injury is Quez Watkins, which uh, I actually really like Quez Watkins as a player. He's just super fast, gets involved here or there. Obviously, he's overshadowed by AJ Brown and Devontae Smith, but uh, he's, he's as solid as they come. Limited with a shoulder injury, so, yeah, I mean, you're not going to start him, but he's a fun player for DFS. Uh, big game for the Giants. At the moment, they're playoff bound. Um, Washington are right there with them, though. They've they've got the bye this week, which mm. put them on the same record. Uh, so it's just going to be a real close divisional game when they meet in a couple of weeks. So happy days for there. Um, you're just starting all your regulars for Philly. There's no overthinking this one. Um, AJ Brown, he was just off the back of what we would call a premium performance last week. Two touchdowns, many, many yards. He's an absolute gun. That's a great trade for the old Philly Eagles. Uh, Devontae Smith. He has the fifth-best fifth cornerback matchup this week, so he is also a play here. I'm expecting over 100, potentially a touchdown for him as well. Uh, the only position you need to worry about on the Philly side of the ball is the tight end. Uh, Jack Stoll, he is on the field the most. He ran a route on almost 50% of his snaps, but he only drew four targets. He's definitely not an option. He is no Dallas Goddard, that's for sure. So I'd be sitting him. Um, and then, of course, Miles Sanders, you're probably going to fire him up. Uh, Giants have been six worse at stopping the running back in the last four weeks. So they're leaking some points here or there to the running back. So Sanders is definitely a play. Uh, wouldn't go too far down the depth chart in the running back land. Kenneth Gamwell, you know, he's probably going to get on here or there and just annoy you. He probably he might even take the touchdown. But uh, I think Sanders will have enough volume there. Uh, tough game here for Daniel Jones, I think. Eagles are the fourth best at stopping the quarterback. Granted, it's been Tannehill, Rogers, and Ryan, who are not exactly the most mobile at this point in their careers. Daniel Jones at least has that rushing upside that he might be able to just jag you at least, you know, 40 to 50 rushing yards to save your day, but um, not exactly the stellar matchup for old Daniel Jones. You have to start Barkley as much as he's kind of dropped off over the last few weeks. The Eagles are leaking points to the running back as well. So uh, Barkley is definitely a play. There you go, Peter. Something to, some confidence for you in Chiefs one. Only receiver worth starting in uh, the Giants is actually Darius Slayton, which is a bit of a surprise. It's just out of pure volume. Um, he's he's dropping more passes than he should be, but he's still getting the volume that he's going to give you six catches and maybe you know eventually blow one away because he's got the speed to try to take the top off. The wide Every receiver, game he seems to get one big play. Yeah, but then he drop a big play that was should have been even bigger yeah. because it was so simple that he just dropped it. So Darius Slayton. It's a free agent at the end of this year. If if the ch- Chargers don't sign him, I, I don't know what they're doing. Just sign a fast guy and give you Herbert a superstar quarterback, someone to throw the ball to. Yeah. I don't mind it. That would be a great off-season signing for my Chiefs. Yeah. Uh, Isaiah Hodgins is the only um, wide receiver that's actually doing something for the Giants outside of Slayton, and he's too close to Hodges, and I don't like Hodges from the Broncos and Queensland days, so don't start him. Um, definitely not anyway. Uh, Daniel Bellinger. It's really good analysis. Justin Hodges is still worst. He's a worst. grub. He's an absolute grub. Uh, I hope he's not listening. If you are, I apologize, Ms. Hodges. Please don't bash me. Uh, Please don't hurt me. <laughs> Daniel Bellinger, decent tight end matchup, but I think it's going to be a pretty desperation play with six teams on by. I mean, there might be a tight end needy team. I think you could actually do worse than Daniel Ballinger this week. He's a pretty good DFS shot for me. He might uh, jag four or five catches and save your week in DFS for an absolute punt play. So look out for Daniel Bellinger this week coming off uh, 
just keep an eye out, remember? Yeah, good times. Those are the days. <laughs> but that'll do. Yeah, he's mad. I, I love Daniel Bellander. Uh, yeah, I think uh, he's a pretty good, pretty good draft pick for the old Giants. He could do some yeah. things coming forward in the next few years. So That's the Philly at Giants, Philly by 1,000. So let's move on to some draft stars action here. Our usual plays of the week coming up here. Um, we've done a bit of digging here to see if we can find a premium play fade of the week and value of the week. And with six six teams on by, it's a bit of a compact slate, I guess. Um, and there's some good prices here. So, Pointer, Travis Kelsey, mate, talk to us. Talk to us about him. That's oh, I think we're just we're we're going with that um the bounce back week for him. Um, he's got the best matchup for the tight ends this week against the Broncos. The Broncos cannot score points. Um, and I think this is a, this is a match that we're sitting there to see. Him just come out there and, and put up a couple of touchdowns. I think the premium plays are the the part for this that well, he's got the only tight end in the league that's like what's the points he scored? Um, the difference I think it's one million. One. Oh, I feel like it's like <laughs> three hundred to, and the closest guy's got a hundred points behind, like two hundred points behind him at the moment. So, um, like I think last week was the the down week, and he, you will see him bounce back this week. And um, I mean, the Broncos can't stop anything, so. Let's see how they go. I mean, the defense keeps them in games, but this is the Chiefs. This, they, they, they can't. They could stop teams that, that aren't at the caliber of the Chiefs, and this is the Chiefs are always going to come in and, and win their like twenty third game in a row against the Broncos. So keep that streak going. <laughs> he has scored a hundred and two points more than Mark Andrews in one point five point premium. Well, I mean, Mark Andrews has been a bit injured. Was that second, that's he's second. A hundred and two points more than the next closest. And Mark Andrews is like, second missing games. Crikey. Yeah. How good is it's, a tight end Lance game, hey? Yep. Uh, Hawkinson so I, has 172 and he scored like 70 of them in one week. <laughs> I'm thoroughly enjoying whoever wrote this little blurb on draft stars. The Chiefs are just too good even for a Bronco, a good Broncos defense. Five touchdowns. <laughs> 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 I just wanted to throw that out. I thought it was really funny for me. All right, fade of the week. Yours. All right, fade of the week. I mentioned him before. It's actually Dalvin Cook. So... Up against Detroit Lions, I think it's going to be like enticing to play him because it seems like the Lions are a, a good matchup all round because they score a lot of points and there's lots of points in this game. But um, if you actually look at their defense, they've allowed just 11 points, 11.3 points per game to the running back position as a whole over the last five weeks. It's the fifth best um, run defense over the last five weeks. It's uh, Pretty damning. It's been against some pretty decent competition, including Barkley and um, ETN and someone else quite good and who I've now <laughs> slipped in my mind. So 15,670, I think uh, he looks appealing, but may, maybe just uh, stay away there. Just not necessarily as good a matchup as it might seem. How many weeks was it? Sorry. I the said last, five. The last five, yeah, right. But that's as far back as I went. It, it's been since uh, Detroit. The last five weeks, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I just you just said it a few times and it just rung with me. So I just wanted to make sure. Oh, the, la- the last five weeks. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Five weeks. Our <laughs> right, value of the week five. here. <laughs> We're looking in Garrett Wilson. We almost went with uh, Tyler Lockett, who scored a touchdown in the last five weeks. <laughs> <laughs> But we've gone with Garrett Wilson because he's a little bit further down the list. He's, for some reason, still only $9,780. I said before, the Bills are giving up the second most points to the wide receiver over the last four weeks. (laughs) Damn it, I wish that was five. Um, He's getting all the volume for the the well and truly improved Jets thing as White took over. Uh, He's, as I said, still under 10K for some reason. The volume's there. 
chance of a touchdown uh, is very, very high when you're getting 45 targets a game. So I think he's definitely a play in DFS. He might be a little bit chalky, and I think a lot of people will be going to him, but I think uh, he needs to be in your lineup if you have any chance of winning this week. So get amongst Garrett Wilson as the uh, value of the week, for sure. So if you need any more assistance with your DFS uh, plays, head over to the TFL podcast. They, I assume are streaming this week. Who knows? They might be back. Not too sure. I haven't heard from them, but uh, they'll help you out with all your DFS action. If you have problems with gambling, please call 1-800-858-858 to get some help with that. Talk to someone who is trained to help you. But, uh, you know, 50 cents, two bucks, get amongst it. It's great fun. If you're out of your playoffs, this is easily the best way to play fantasy and you can have any team you want, which is always the best part because, you know, I don't have any teams with uh, Travis Kelsey. Oh, yes, I do. I take that back with Pat Mahomes, but I get to play him. So happy days. It's great fun. I just had a bit of a look over the last five weeks and um, <laughs> over the last five weeks, the Buffalo Bills, actually the fourth best wide receiver matchup. So 31.7 points allowed to the wide receiver position over the last five weeks. Um, yeah. How many weeks? Wow. Five. Yeah. Yep. Gotcha. gotcha. Good stuff. Yep. Wait, Thanks. The, um, the Taylor Hine quarters matchup this week. It's on by. <laughs> He's, a Bine- he's, he's Taylor Beinecke this week. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't even that, that one. That yes. Good. <laughs> On the spot. On the spot. Amazing. Thanks for coming. Ravens and Steelers pointer. Let's go. Oh, I was just going to say, we can't talk about how he was a Taylor hindrance in overtime last week. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we can. We can always talk about that. <laughs> Another oh, tie. Two tires in the year. How good is this? Oh, yeah. Good yeah, times, this eh? one's... This one's a matchup that, um, I mean, normally would be real raved about, but um, at the moment, <laughs> raved about. <laughs> yes. The Ravens. Did you mean to do that? Yeah, I did. Uh, I, no, I, I didn't. I didn't. I'm not yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Ravens are eight and four against the five and seven Steelers. This one's got what is the implied penalty? Uh, Thirty-seven and <laughs> Pittsburgh are minus two point five favorites. That's a bit. Lit. I think Lamar is uh, going to be out, so um, if not. Is that called already? He's still got questionable on this thing that I'm looking at. But I'm I, sure I he's been called already. Sure. I, I think Sleeper's got him down to zero points um, already. Yep. So I mean, that's, that's pretty that's good a, for Lamar. Najee Harris has a torso injury. He's questionable. Deontay Johnson, leg questionable. I think these are um, a bit, you know, very injured. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. A little bit fake, you reckon? Uh, on, on, on Harris, um, the Ravens are one of the better teams against the run, and I think this matchup, they're going to have to see the defense step up with... Um, Huntley back in the lineup. They're going to want to run the ball and do that, bring that back into the game. And I think that's the real question is, um, as it is always every week with the Ravens, is uh, who can anybody involved be overly trusted in this backfield fantasy wise? Really, um, I think J.K. Dobbins is looking to return soon. As a lot of people picking him up off waivers um, in leagues, get ahead of it. But I mean, I mean, like for eighty eight dollars in the league, I was in something absurd, I mean, like massive hundred dollars, hundred dollars yeah. in the Twitter league, absurd redrafts. Like, because he's not dropped on a on a dynasty league, so it's a redraft only. It's like, what's what's going on here? Because um, are you going to have any confidence playing him the week that he's coming back from injury? Um, later on, I don't really know, but it's a bit tough here. Kenyon Drake seems to be the one that's holding uh, the lion's share of the role at the moment, or the, the value there. But ups, I think with with Huntley in the lineup this week, um, hasn't been the best. And I think when he's played before, Mark Andrews has seen been the the focus there as well. So I think he's the they're the two plays for me. Um, the rest are probably like looking to see it. I think even though, oh man, DFS wise, maybe one of these wide receivers on the on the um, Ravens could be a nice little cheap play. Not sure what the prices were on them, but I can look it up the for Steelers, you. Mate. 
the Steelers are not very good at defending the wide receiver, so it could be a week for um, Demarcus <laughs> Robinson, Robinson or something, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. or even our Moz's favorite, uh, Devin Duvernay. Don't know about favorite, but I wish he was doing more. <laughs> Let me tell you, Devin, do, do more, <laughs> yeah, do more, Vinay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, on, on the on the Pittsburgh side, I think it's it's Frymuth's been performing really well, and he has a, he has a decent matchup this week. But I mean, we saw the the uh, the picket argument with or him saying he wants more ball. Um, Pickens, Pickens, yeah. What was he? What was he saying? It was a tweet that went around about him. Try, I saw you post something, Tom, saying. But oh. the wide receiver gets to choose what routes he runs and when he gets the ball. <laughs> no, he, he said, yeah, I got a little bit confused. The the, um, the tweet was, uh, it, it kind of sounded like it, Pickens decided they only had one catch for two yards. <laughs> and I said, I, it, was a, it was a quote, and I said, Pickens doesn't decide whether he catches the ball or not. Like, it's the OC that says throw him the ball, but... It wasn't. It was Pickens. Yeah, he was having a whinge that he only got one target. Anyway, there yeah. I mean, was I a quote like that the, was kind of it was the a Steelers weird quote. have been like not. Fl- I wouldn't say flying under the radar, but they've been performing. They've been getting wins when other teams might have got losses in those games, which is probably what you want to see from from Pickett this season. Um, but I just don't know if there's enough points in that team to trust it going forward, uh, even especially in this week. But someone's going to have to score points. This game's probably going to not end up like the Broncos Ravens game last week. There's going to be a little bit more in it. Um, so I think if I'm going to bet on something on the on the Steelers side, it's probably got to be either Harris or I mean contract. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is, that the, is that the disclaimer you have to put in there? Contract on your life, you say Harris. <laughs> yeah, Harris. Um, I don't know. I, I can't pick the wide receiver each week. I think we, there's no trust in Deontay Johnson so far, so I'm not going to change it this week and say, oh, you can play him. So we'll leave out the Steelers wide receivers. One of them will score points, but which one's going to be? I don't know. Just a DFS check on these Ravens wide receivers, Demarcus Robinson and Devin Duvernay, $6,910 and $6,370 respectively. Oh, so pretty that's value there, pretty right? bloody low. Yep, I reckon one Steelers of them. Steelers have won three just... of their last four, just quietly mm. too. So. Yeah, no, that's right. They're, that's what I mean. There, they're, they're like they're not a game that you that's flying on red zone all the time because there's heaps of points in it or anything, or you see a lot of stuff coming out. But you look at their record and you're like, oh, actually, the Steelers are, are better than I thought. Like you know, well coached. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think they're just they got a good team. They know what they're doing. They've got a good TJ Watt. Yep. <laughs> that well, too... TJ Watt is back. That's yeah. right, and, and he's been. I mean, they have the defense hasn't scored crazy points so far, but he just getting him on the field gets them forces yep. teams to have to worry about it. Sorry, just back to DFS land. Uh, Lamar Jackson is currently paying fifteen thousand dollars on uh, DF uh, draft stars. Oh. I'd probably fade him. <laughs> <laughs> Why, what, what's Moz, What's Hunt? Huntley's at eleven four eighty, which is pretty good mm. value. He's going to rush yeah. the ball a little bit. No, no, I reckon he's going to run the I ball enough. Loved, yeah, but I would have loved him under under ten. Under yeah. ten would have been. But I think the quarterbacks never really get, like, even the worst quarterbacks. Like, what's Russell Wilson? Oh, yeah. <laughs> let me. No, let no, me get right. That's another yeah. question. Uh, memento possible. Just got to change all my filters. Russell Wilson is currently 10,700. Yeah, see, like, he's he's going to put up four points and he's 10 grand. <laughs> oh, his form's 9.6, though, as opposed to everybody else's. Sure what's, what's, what's the cheapest quarterback? Cheapest quarterback right now. Uh, it's like 8,000. 8, yeah. Oh, 5,000, actually. Who, it's uh, Brett Hundley and uh, Jarrett Guarantano. 
Yeah. Is it? He plays. He's at the Cardinals. We talked about him. He plays for the Denver Broncos now. He's on on their practice squad, I think. Yeah. Brock Purdy's still at eight thousand, just quietly. Yeah, that's that's pretty good. Okay. Anyways, we should have talked about him later. Uh, uh, what are we yeah. up to? <laughs> Jags, 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 Jags Titans. Titans over under at 41 points. The tits are four point favourites. Jacksonville starts. Uh, Trevor Lawrence Titans. Titans are 31st to opposing quarterbacks and 32nd to opposing wide receivers, which is quite surprising. Um, Sorry, Tom. So... I, think, I think Moz said throw to him um, just now. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> got him. Was got was has got up to go for a piss, and he said, "Don't throw to me." And I'm just like, up. Oh. Everyone's looking down. I was like, "Throw to throw to Moz." No joke. That bloke pisses three times during a podcast. It's unbelievable. Uh, so, thirty uh, Titans are thirty second to opposing wide receivers, which is quite surprising. So Christian Kirk's a smash, smash start here. Smash, um, smash. Zay Jones is questionable with a chest issue, but he should play. Um, Jones had two catches on seven targets last week and is due a big bounce back. So good matchup for him. I think he can bounce back here and um, and sort of, you know, he sort of has those 20-point week, two-point week, 20-point week, two-point week. This is going to be a 20-point week. ETN is an every-week play, but a tough matchups here, so don't expect too much. Titans are fifth to opposing running backs. I mean, yeah, I would never suggest benching him, but... He scored six points last week, and now against the Titans, he could score another six points. Um, so who knows? Uh, Sits Marvin Jones and Evan Ingram are so unreliable, and they really need a touchdown to be startable. Over the Titans, uh, JJ Zacharyson has Ryan Tannehill as the best streaming quarterback of the week, even if Traylon Burke is out with concussion. Jags are 24th to quarterbacks and 22nd to running backs. So this could be Derrick Henry's big bounce back week. If Traylon is out, that makes Robert Woods a flex option, I think. Um, if Traylon plays, then don't touch Robert Woods. What do you think about Robert Woods this week if Traylon's out with, with concussion? Um, they nah. are No? <laughs> nah. What he's going to be out. There's no way he's playing, right? There's absolutely no way Burks no, he was getting a up bad from that hit. hit. That's, that was my catch of the week too, by the way. Yeah. Um, How did he hang on to it? He was dead. That was unbelievable. Oh, you're um, back, Moz. Yeah, sorry. I've too many bourbons. Straight through me, like, oh, Gary. Uh, you have to listen back to that bit. Did you pay me out? You paid me out, didn't you? Uh, that's all right, I'm all right. I've got thick skin. Titan sits, Nick Westbrook, Akini, and Austin Hooper shouldn't be rostered. Um, Chigga Kwonku, I want to talk about Chigga Kwonku. I don't know how to pronounce his first name, so I'll just say Chigga Kwonku. A Kwonku? Kwonku. Kwonku. He's a target, I reckon, for deeper dynasty leagues, averaging four targets the last five, the last five weeks. Four targets the last five weeks. Uh, he's got 60%, 60% of snaps last week. So I liked him coming into this draft. Big athletic guy. I think he's 6'4", 240. Um, on a good team with not many passing options. I think he's going to be a watch for your dynasty leagues. Um, I don't know if he's on waivers in many of them, but a couple of my leagues he's on waivers. And I'll, I think I'll just give it another week and go and pick him up. Might be too late um, by then, mate. It's 407 and a touchdown this week. Doubt it, but... Yeah, <laughs> I think he's. he's I also doubt it. <laughs> Four hundred catches would be pretty, pretty impressive. Um, yeah, no, you're pretty that... high on Austin Hooper this year, and I think I think Chig's just going to. Um, yeah, yeah. Waldman sort of kind of liked him when when you were talking about Waldman earlier. He he brought him up, I think, at the very end of the podcast as a guy that might uh, surprise because he's more of that like H back type tight end and it's a good system for him he plays the same thing that like Johnny Smith and that kind of player does very well at Tennessee so 
he does fit the yeah. system really well and he's showing why he's getting it that shows in how much work he's getting yeah, he's had a big jump at snaps last week um probably because trailing went down but yeah maybe they're trying to evolve him a bit more well, they need some yeah. options there right like if trailing goes down it's yep. robert woods and they need someone he's been robert poods wow hmm. <laughs> next viewers Oh, what are we up to? We're up to the game of the week. The Chiefs versus the Broncos. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, we've said it like a million times, but the Broncos truly do just suck all the joy out of yeah, fantasy. They're, for um, They're not actually out of the hunt. Uh, in the first, <laughs> of course they're not. I mean, they're probably, um, they're probably sitting there being like, oh, if they win and every other team above them loses, they, they're still in, but... Yeah, if they can just get how many weeks are left? Five, four. Yeah, just 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 throw just that out. Like five Jim more Carrey nine gift, to six. You're me there's a chance. <laughs> <laughs> five more nine to six wins. Um, they could maybe get into the playoffs and and lose forty eight to three. Um, yeah, they they're still sucking the joy out of fantasy. Pretty much like I think Sutton. It looks like he's going to be out this week, um, which brings it down to like. Do you want to start Latavius Murray? Uh, I guess and get eight points and. Like, I have to. Cool. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Against Moz. I, I think this is just for me. It's the make or break week. This is the week you need points. I'm just going to take the upside. I'm going to play Zay Jones or someone like that over the top of any Broncos player this week. I, there's no upside whatsoever. So just avoid the Broncos. That That's where I'm going. Um, over on the Chiefs side, they finally look to have a bit of a running game going with Zaya Pacheco, who is... um. Looking pretty nice. Uh, I don't know what Pete's trying to do. Trying to talk He's about. He's showing me where he's starting. Uh, old mate. On the oh, Twitter against league. Tom. Yeah, right. Against me. Against uh, me. Against you. Uh, against someone. Moz. Me and Moz have to win. Get in. <laughs> yeah, win, win and get in. Yeah, it's one of those. Oh, one of those. That's fun. Commissioner Bell win and get in. Um, where they're not commissioners. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So f- uh, f- four weeks at least 14 carries a week for Pacheco. Um, he's a pretty strong RB2 at this point. Um, for me, he's started scoring touchdowns as well, which is nice. Um, and it's it makes them a better team when they've got a running back that can move the ball. So, yeah, this Chiefs team is, is looking like real strong Super Bowl favourites. Um, in wide receiver for fantasy, I, I don't trust any of them. There's like six of them, and you just have no idea who is going to get all the targets on any given week. Um it just Pat Mahomes doesn't care about your fantasy team. He's just wants to win, and he is winning at will. And Travis Kelsey is just using up so much of the uh, the target share that it makes all these wide receivers unreliable. So um, I guess if you were thinking about throwing a dart at one of those wide receivers, the Broncos probably not the best week to to do that. So not much fantasy fun here. Just play Mahomes, play Travis Kelsey. I think play Pacheco and. Latavius Murray, if you're desperate, Pete. No, Judy Love. I think that was just where I was. Where I was at is that I'd just rather go someone like Zay Jones, who's got a good matchup and might score thirty in the week that I need to win, than than get nine points from Jerry Judy. Yeah, right? yeah. It is real desperate to play Latavius Murray. It's Latavius Murray or Kyron Williams, basically. Oh, yuck. Ugh. Let's say for sure. It's in that in the Twitter league we're in. It's a great matchup because it's um, it's got FF Ashes Matt, I think, and FF Ashes Kev play each other this week. That's and we're, we're all one seven and six. 
Cool. So me and Moz play each other, and FF Ashes Matt and FF, FF Ashes Kev play each other, and there's only two spots available, and whoever wins between, you know, the two, uh, it's like brothers of fantasy football are playing each other, and the winner gets in, right? What if you all score one hundred and twenty point zero zero points? Who gets in? Uh, not me, I don't think. Uh, well, if we tie, yeah. if we tie, yeah. like a four-way tie, yeah. Um, it's well, there's actually there's three spots and there's three spots available and we're playing each other. So I'm the highest. I'm I'm in third. I'm in the third place on for and against. So unless FFH's Kev, um, he's wins excited. And I, yeah. <laughs> a lot of a lot of multiple ways this could go. Actually, I love working out the combinations. Yeah. Anyways, uh, next game. Oh, it's Panthers and Seahawks. Everybody's favourite game of the week here. Seahawks are only four-point favourites, which is a bit of a surprise uh, at home with the 12th man. Uh, over-under of 44 points, 44 points being the implied total for the Seahawks. Uh, Dante <laughs> Foreman was a did-not-practice with a foot issue, but he reckons he's a 95% chance to play, so put that at about 70% because it's, uh, you know, player talk. Um, this is pretty much the week to use him, though, if he's there. I mean... You're waiting and waiting, and the Seahawks giving up points to the running back. And uh, yeah, Deontay Foreman coming off the back of some like 17 carries or 20, no, 24 carries, which is absurd last week for 113 yards. Not great uh, efficiency, but anyway. Uh, running backs in uh, Seattle land are a little bit different. Kenneth Walker and DJ Dallas both did not practice. And the, the running back depth chart's looking a bit strange here. We've got uh, Travis Homer, Tony Jones, who both actually got a little bit banged up last week as well. Um, and behind them, it's Darwin Thompson and it's Godwin Igwebuke. Good luck getting me to say that again. And uh, recently signed Wayne Gorman. So you might actually see Wayne Gorman out there if, if these guys don't go. So this backfield is absolutely disgusting this week and I would not touch it with a 45-foot pole. So watch out for that. Uh, Seahawks, uh, wide receivers uh, definitely plays here. Lockett was almost our value slash premium play, depending on which one you wanted to put it as. Uh, he scored five weeks in a row. Make it six this week, I reckon. He has the best PFF matchup uh, for cornerbacks this week. The best. All right, so lock in. Lock in uh, Tyler Lockett for a couple of catches, many, many yards, and probably a touchdown or two. DK Metcalf, same thing. I think he's got the, the opportunity against the Panthers secondary to just blow one away. So over to the Panthers side of the ball. Yeah, no thanks. Donald throw the ball uh, through the ball. It's just, just just an absolute whopping 19 times last week, which is just disgusting. Uh, it's DJ Moore, and you've just got to really hope he gets in for a touchdown and some more targets because, uh, yeah, it's just not going to happen here. Uh, I don't want to start anybody else outside of him. If Foreman is not out, uh, sorry, is not out on the field, we should call it, uh, then Chuba Hubbard had 17 carries last week for 65 yards. He's probably going to be an option against this Seahawks team if, in fact, he has the whole backfield. If they both are there ready to go, look, you're probably in a situation where you might be kind of missing a running back because of bye weeks potentially. Um, there's probably going to be enough volume from the Panthers that you could probably start both of them. Uh, Seattle giving up the fourth most, uh, sorry, the most points to the running back over the last four weeks. Not the fourth most, the most points to the running back over the last four weeks. So if the Panthers are going to be able to move the ball, it's probably going to be on the ground. So I'd be looking to potentially start uh, both of these guys. And off their back of last week, you got, let's just say, just on the running game, 6.5 points for Hubbard and uh, 11.3 for Foreman with a little bit of upside if they get in the end zone as well. So it's going to be a bit of a shit game, but you know what? There's probably some value in the wide receiver land for Seattle. Play on. Seattle has got the 49ers and the Jets Lit. in fantasy finals. Um, Lit. Sell Lockett yeah. right now. Don't sell Lockett. And Metcalf and Geno. 
Yeah. Just, just me now. Tampa Bay, there. San Francisco. Yep, that's it. Uh, Hello. 30, yeah, 37 points. Uh, this one's looking at over-under with San Francisco minus 3.5, which is, I mean, home home team advantage. Brock Purdy in as the, as the quarterback at the moment, which, I mean, leaves this team looking, you know, get the win last week um, and see how they go this week, I think is the, the expectation. Run it back, as they say. Um, I think that the key thing in this one is we saw CMC really keep the lion's share last week, and ever since he's come across, um, he's been the RB3, RB11, RB12, RB38, and just like in the RB1. Um, in his first full five games, he's been a threat of the 49ers. Like, he's been it's a top five shit. back healthy. And it's like, what? He had 81% snap share last week, which either indicates that his knee's healthy, or the 49ers uh, have no much cho- no choice but to, to play him, right? Um, and I think it's it's probably more the fact that he's healthy because he's he's doing the doing the work. He had um, second most targets on the team nine last week. Debo led with ten. Ayuk seven. Juwan Jennings tucked in with four. And I think that the key thing here is um, the tight end, right? George Kittle he lost the match uh, the the targets last week, and it's going to be interesting to see whether you have the confidence to throw him back out there against um, the Buccaneers and with Brock Purdy at, at the quarterback. So I think he's one that's definitely got me a little bit worried. Um, I think he's more in line to block a bit more than usual because he's trying to protect a rookie quarterback and it's a tougher pass rush and stuff like that. So I think that might be a pattern that well, I think when they don't have a safe quarterback that he's not getting as many targets. They've, they definitely do have used him there because if you look at his stats, he's, he still sits up strong in the league and top top seven, I think, of hmm. yards per route run. But his, his route run routes run are a lot lower than some of these other tight ends that they're really using a lot more where Kittle's really he has his hit, hit weeks and he and he looks really good up there with what Travis Kelsey's been performing but he, he has these quieter weeks where they really have to get him involved and use his blocking prowess and I think this week probably against Tampa is going to be another one with um, you know a bit more of a solid defense to come out and, and verse so see how that goes I think on the other side of the ball this is a tough matchup for any running back to play San Francisco so I have no idea what I want to expect out of Lenny and Rashad White, but it's not a lot. Um, I think Tom Brady last week was... There was a great great meme going around of him um, as Mike Lennon for quarter one, two, and three, and then he turns to Tom Brady in quarter four. <laughs> That's pretty much how the game was. He, they didn't look very good. Um, and if, if yeah, they weren't playing um, Poor Mike the Saints, Lennon. maybe there might have been a bit of a... <laughs> this might have been a bit of a blowout. So I think... You can't rely on just staying in games that long. You got to put up points, and I'm I'm just not confident how well, um, I guess, offensively they're being coached. I think you know Tom Brady still looks like when he when he gets a going that he can play well, um, but I think this week you're going to have to play the two wide receivers, and I think we'll we'll throw to Tom for the the inside scoop on tight end one from last week. Cousin Kate, <laughs> is he going to is he going to perform again, or are these other tight ends going to jump ahead? Well, I, top 12, I said he top was... 12 performance from Cade this week, or we're going to have another disappearing game? I mean, he has Okay, a... so in preseason, right, we said Tom Brady was going to be one of our biggest fallers as a quarterback for fantasy because we didn't think he had the arm anymore and he was just going to check it down the whole time. What has he done this year? Exactly that. He has checked it down to Lenny, Rashad White, and Cade Otten all game. And I reckon it took him three quarters last week to realise he couldn't hit Julio on an outside seam running full pace at 40 yards. So he just kept checking it down and checking it down and they just made 16 play um, drives and scored. And that's how they won the game. Um, So I wouldn't be surprised if he did that again this week against Mm. San Francisco. Um, He couldn't hit Evans. He couldn't hit Julio. 
Godwin was only hitting him on a on a fade route. Like the volume is not there in the receiving the receivers, right? But it is because he's throwing like a historic amount of passes. It's so bizarre. But yeah, but short area passes, yeah, less yeah, than but 10 then yards. Evans is down the, the outside with five yards of separation. And somehow this is a 45-year-old quarterback has overthrown him like five or six yeah. times in the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Overthrown him. It's bizarre. He's just, big... just, just not here. They're just not quite in sync at the moment. Two big throws to Julio. Julio was, yeah, he couldn't keep up with it. Mm. And and Brady come off, it was a third and long, and he overthrew Julio, who was sprinting down the sideline and dived for it and couldn't catch it. And Brady was absolutely filthy with himself. Like, he would have hit just him in stride. Take a few celery sticks off your bloody salad and just ease it up a bit, mate. I mean, this is a matchup where the cornerbacks of the 49ers are probably the spot you want to target. Um, try and, you know, move the ball early. Maybe that's what the someone that has a history of getting the ball out of the pocket early, Tom Brady, might find a way to... Um, get some, I don't know, work this 49ers defense to their their advantage. But I think it, it could be a grind for him. And I think they're going to want to play it like they did last week and grind it out to the fourth quarter and hopefully yeah, either have the ball on the last drive and score a touchdown. Speaking of grinding, have you seen uh, Tom Brady's new girlfriend? See already. What about Antonio Brown's new girlfriend? Oh, touchy. Touchy subject, that one. Is it, is it, it wasn't even. No, it's a over the fake. I reckon it's fully fake. He's uh, it's he's summer. It's, it's a re- they've, they've already released her name. I can't remember what her oh. name was. It's summer. It was the was the mother of his kids. <laughs> yeah, it's oh. like Cand- Who, Candace broke up. I think it's Candace fit in your mouth or something. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Brady's new um, Brady's new woman's some Insta model from Tampa. She's um, not bad. Not bad. I mean, he's got yeah, a lot of money. I can't blame her. Yep, go yep. on. I know. Uh, Finns at Chargers over under at 52 points. Finns are three-point favourites. Um, Finn starts to uh, Tyreek Hill, Jeff Wilson, slash Mostert. Um, Chargers are 27th to opposing runner backs. Play one with confidence, but I'm not sure which one. Mostert got 60% of snaps last week, and Wilson had 37%, which He's is completely flipped. Um, Wilson was getting 60% two weeks ago and most of it was getting 30% and now it's flipped. So I don't know what is going on there. It was a very tough matchup last week. Um, yeah. Play one. I don't know which one. One's going to score 16 points. One's going to score six. I don't know which is which. Most it's uh, going to score 16 points. Okay. There you go. Got to put that my hat on someone. Up. I'm putting it on Mozzle. Uh, Mozzle. <laughs> if Wilson's goes big this week, blame him. See Mozzle. Um, <laughs> Waddle is dealing with a fibula injury and is questionable to play. A fibula injury. I haven't seen that too often. I'm not actually sure what that is. It's your but... shin bone. No. Yeah, but your like... back, the other one. Do you reckon anyway, it's bruised, it's in, bone bruised? It's in the somewhere? leg. It's in the leg, but like a fibula injury? Okay, whatever. Stress um, fracture. He's who knows? To play. Strange one. I think he will play, but he'll probably be on a snap count. See what happens there. I um, mean, you don't, you never bench him regardless. Uh, sits Gasecki is coming off back-to-back donuts. Drop him, and he will probably get twenty targets this week. Like he is the most frustrating tight end in the NFL. He's so skillful in a in a great offense that passes the ball a lot, and he just doesn't get targets. It is just shit. I don't get it. He Gasecki's. Anyway, um, he Gasecki's. That's what he is. Uh, Charges Herbert. Herbert has had a quietly good year. Uh, but he's he, like he's had a quiet year because he's been injured all year. But he's quarterback eight on the year. If if you were to tell me he was quarterback eight, I'd be a bit shocked. Um, he's gone under the radar a fair bit. 
Uh, Austin Eckler's the RB1. Keenan Allen is making a nuke-type comeback, I'm calling it. 14 targets last week due to injuries to Mike Williams. Um, yeah, he's been killing it since he's come back, Keenan Allen. And, and yeah, I, I didn't really expect this from coming back from a hamstring injury, but playing with confidence. Uh, Josh Palmer had seven catches on 11 targets last week, and Gerald Everett is one of the very few reliable tight end starts. So start all them. Sits, Mike Williams might be back this week, but you can't start him. I don't even know why he's why they're trying to rush him back with an ankle injury. I guess they're they're trying to make playoffs. They're making but a push, but making a push for playoffs. But seriously, they're not really a contending team. So like, Mike Williams is going to come back. He's going to have three snaps, and he's going to hurt his ankle again. Uh, three Snap snaps his are his leg, or yeah, yep. three snaps in his ankle. They got to sack the coach, I think. Oh, be cool. This, this roster's out unbelievable and they're, oh, they're just underperformed injured, by so. <laughs> uh, Sean Slater, the corner they got from yeah. the Patriots. Um, Didn't Mike coach Williams. him well enough to not get hurt. Yeah. <laughs> I still laugh at that documentary they made called All In. That was funny. Um, All injured. Yeah. Did, anyone, did, they, yeah, did anyone watch that? The whole time they're just talking about how they're um, dollar one favourites to win the Super Bowl. Good one. That's mm, gone well for anyway. them, eh? All right, last game last we game. have to talk about here. Pats at Cardinals. It's a joint effort here. We're all going to chip in here. Patriots are minus two point favourites uh, away at the Cardinals. I mean, I suppose that doesn't really mean much. Cardinals suck at home. 45 point over under here. Anyone want to kick us off with some interesting facts? You know what, Tom? You did some tight end research this week here. You want to start us off here, mate? I do love a tight end chat. This, this is going to take a minute. Let me just get my paperwork. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just so, so you know, it ends, does have paperwork. So the tight end one against the Cardinals averages 18 points. This is in 0. 0.5 uh, tight end premium league. I don't actually have a league where it is just normal one PPR. So anyway, so... 0.5 tight end premium league, they average 18 points for um, to sort of get a gauge on where that is. Um, the tight end one against the Patriots averages 11.3. If you take out that donut from Dawson Knox last week, it's 12.3. So they're six points or over six points ahead of, of the Patriots. Um, so let's have a look at what happened this week, uh, happened this year to the Cardinals because the Cardinals are 32nd against opposing tight ends, right? So pretty much whoever is playing them, even if it's Ian Thomas, play Ian Thomas against the Cardinals. Like, just play whatever tight end there is. Play Hunter Henry. So they've they've had a fairly tough run. Um, they had Travis Kelsey first week, who put up 8 for 9 for 121 and a touchdown. Like, ouch. And then they had a healthy Darren Waller next week, 6 for 8 for 50 yards and a touchdown. Blah, blah, blah. On the year, uh, in 12 games... The tight end against the Cardinals has had 67 catches for seven or 73 attempts for 700. A lot of sevens and threes here. 67 of 73 for 737. Good Lord. Anyway, so what that says is five and a half catches per game on six targets for 61 yards per game. This is why they're 32nd in the NFL. So, are you staying with me here? I'm with you, mate. Yep. <laughs> okay, so Moz always says... Moz always <laughs> Moz always says the Cardinals suck against the tight end. Why is that? It's not just me. And it's everybody. Everybody says that. Okay. <laughs> so why is that? So it got me thinking, maybe their division has always had really good tight ends. You think of Jimmy Graham in Seattle, uh, George Kittle in San Francisco, 
Rams have always got someone decent. Like Tyler Higby's there for been there for a fair while. I can't remember who was before him. Everett but and who knows? Gerald Everett, but he was trash there. But ah, we anyway. did some stuff. Some so problems. I went back through. I went back through ten years. This is ten years of data, right? Oh, so the tight end one on the Rams over the last ten years. Does anyone want to guess their like their end of season finish, the average over the last ten years? Does that make sense? I don't even know what the question is. I mean, you okay. told me before twenty uh, eighth. I think it was. No. Damn it. So, <laughs> so the last ten years clearly wasn't listening. <laughs> I kid, I kid. The last ten years, what has the tight end one at the Rams? Averaged in the position. Oh, five points. Okay, but what tight what tight end? Like what tight oh, end finish? Twenty eighth. <laughs> okay, it's twenty. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Oh, I mean, you got the twenty yeah, bar, right? 20. Yeah, close. Close. San Francisco. <laughs> twenty. This is going back. This is going. Gotta and stay. You... This is really, really important information here. You gotta yeah. stay with me. Here. Okay, so this is going back. Why do the Cardinals suck against the against the tight end? It would make sense that their division has really good tight ends. That's why they suck against the tight ends. Mm. They don't. The Rams are the 20th. Rams over the last ten years are the average tight end of twentieth. San Francisco seventeenth. Seattle twenty second. Does that make sense? With George Kittle in there. A couple with of George yeah, Kittle. Absurd, hey, yeah. So this is in twenty twelve. They had whoever their tight end was. He was twentieth, and then fifth, thirty fifth, thirtieth, thirtieth, nineteenth. And then George Kittle come along, third, second, nineteenth, and third. Does that make sense? Yep. Uh, Seattle was even worse than that. Apart from Jimmy Graham, he had two top six seasons uh, at Seattle. But apart from that, there's no one under tight end twenty um, at Seattle. Who, who can guess who the uh, Moz is not allowed to answer this? Damn it! <laughs> in Seattle, the, the tight end one in 2020 finished tight end 38th. That was their best tight end. Will Disney. Who was it? No. No, it wasn't. Then oh. I've got no idea. Jacob Hollister. Oh, nice. Who'd have thought? Who'd have thought? All this to say the uh, the Cardinals suck. Well, they last year, where, where did they finish against tight ends last year? Okay. It doesn't matter. So, it's in the past. I'm just if saying. he's not falling asleep over there, I'll keep going. 2017, <laughs> they finished 17th against opposing tight ends. 2018, they finished 3rd. 2019, they finished 32nd. 2020, they finished 6th. 2021, they finished 2nd. <laughs> what, what are you doing down there, you idiot? Pete's wearing a Rangers goalkeeper helmet. He's, he's, <laughs> he's on a already. He's zoned out. Yeah. So 2021, they finished 2nd against opposing tight ends. Mm. And in 2022, they're 32nd. Yeah, we lost Hicks. Apparently, he was the tight end stopper. He loved to stuff a tight end. In 2018, they finished third against opposing tight ends, and they played against five of the top six tight ends on that year. How many times they played Gronk? Seven. I don't know. Must have been once. <laughs> they would have played him when uh, Jimmy G was over there. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, that so, was all my data, and that was boring as fuck, so what? let's keep going. So what are, what are we taking from that, Tom? Start, start Hunter Henry, or...? Yeah, I, I don't know why they suck so much against the tight end. It doesn't make sense. Uh, Maybe because their division has been like a bit of reverse psychology. Yeah, yeah, Maybe because their division sucks. So, that's right. Maybe they don't need to defend the tight end. They just leak it. But then, you know, the rest of the bloody teams they played against this year, they had Kelsey go off against them. They had 
who's the Saints dude these days? Johnson. Jason Hill. Johnson, Johnson. Yeah, Johnson killed him. Uh, who scored two touchdowns? Kittle scored two against them the other week. Like, Hang on. Do you want me to tell you? At least they shit. haven't recently I've drafted two uh, first-round linebackers that can play somewhat hybrid positions to cover the tight end. At least, at least they haven't done that. Anyways, Pats, you're going to start Ramondre Stevenson. Uh, he's definitely a go. Jacoby Myers is probably going to get enough volume to score some points here as well. The Cardinals suck at home, so happy days. James Conner, probably going to put him into the lineup. Uh, John Dre Hopkins, obviously going to put him into the lineup. Uh, sounds like Rondale Moore is pretty questionable for this week, so Greg Dortch will be the wide receiver three. Uh, this is finally going to be a good week for uh, the Hollywood and Hopkins combo. I think they're finally both healthy. Starting this both. is going to be good fun. I'd probably start both. Yeah, I think yeah, they're going to have to. I think I'm going to start Hollywood this week. Yeah, Hollywood and, uh, and Hopkins. <laughs> Lucky I turned the page for a little while. I got a bloody bobblehead bobbling its head at me. Uh, tight end land for the Cardinals. Uh, I'm not going to start. Uh, old mate, what's his name? Someone I almost have had too many bloody. McBride. Yeah, Trey McBride. Uh, I've had too many burdens here. Um, and yeah, that's it. Thanks for coming. Wait. <laughs> good stuff. Mac Jones, would you start Mac Jones? In yeah. Um, Why not? Yeah, I need to. I guess <laughs> you again, Moz. These are guys are all. Every guy's I'm starting against Moz this week. Yeah, if, if uh, the Cardinals were playing this at uh, the Patriots, I'd probably say Sid Mac Jones, but because it's at home, you can start him up. <laughs> Two touchdowns. Yeah, he's going to throw this week. Ramondo's going to score one too. So can I get? Can you throw four? Four, please. No. Can I all four? to Hunter Henry. Yeah. All right, there's a question I had, a, another one on this Ooh. same team. Um, there was talk of, Moz, you had uh, Foreman before. He's questionable or unsure whether he's going to go this week for the Panthers. What about if he's out? Can you play Chubba Hubbard? Yeah, I'm pretty confident I said that. Yeah, good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Twitter, yeah, got you. Uh, no, I wouldn't start him. I'd uh, start uh, Emil Abdullah over him for sure. That was <laughs> very sarcastic. <laughs> Don't start Emil Abdullah over Chubba Hubbard. All right, we done? Yep. Yeah. All right, get over to Draft Stars, play some DFS. You've got uh, tomorrow's slate uh, or matchup, uh, Vegas Rams. Good luck picking who's going to score the touchdown. We're going to open a package. Okay. <laughs> the Hewers <laughs> is opening his tiny lawnmower package that he's yeah, just received. Um, yeah, DFS, get on Draft Stars, get on that slate. I tell you what, mate. <laughs> I feel like a packet of chips. Mate, can you open this package? Everyone wants the ASR, ASMR. Yeah. <laughs> open that package. Show me Speaking that package, open- mate. Speaking of opening packages, uh, shout out to Peachy who found me a uh, Kate Otten NFL playing card oh, and lovely. sent it to me today. What a guy. Yeah, a bit of a surprise. It's a big that package. He was holy moly. Yeah, that, it looks like that's a, a, that's a big lawnmower. That's a big long package right there. <laughs> yeah, where did he get the card? He found you a Tom Otten rookie card, did he? Yeah, Tom Otten, yeah. Tom Otten and Kate He found Tom Otten and a Kate Otten rookie card. When's Cousin Kate going to respond to us on Twitter, right? How many times can we... I don't know. Actually... I actually got a message from someone online. Uh, for all of those who are still listening, which is probably after that tight end <laughs> chat, not many people, but uh, tag uh, Tom. I found that very K. interesting. Comment, yeah, well, it's, it is, they suck doodles. Uh, tag young Tom here uh, on any post Kate Otten, and we want a response by the end of this year. So you've got a good solid 22 days. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's even all the tags. we're running a competition at the moment. If you, if you um, tag a conversation between Tom and, and Kate Otten and get them to talk. Um, you can win that box that Lewis was under. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll do it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's so good. He's <laughs> it was a slow response there. He doesn't want to give it away. So you better be doing it. You might win this secret <laughs> box. It could have a boat in it. <laughs> it could be anything. 
Oh dear. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Alright boys, let's get out of here. Always a pleasure. Good luck in your matchups. Hope everyone loses except me. Thanks, the wave is finally finally cleared. I've been waiting all day. Thank God I got a conquer. <laughs> <laughs> Alright boys, let's go. Goodbye. What about Zacondre Zacondre White? Yeah, do you mean uh Zonovan Knight, the ex dolphins? No. No, no. Zaquandre. Where did he end up? Did we find out where he ended up? Zaquandre. <laughs> Uh, quickly, still on a roster? very quickly yeah, for those fell, who are really. How do you spell that? <laughs> I was, I'm filthy about that. I thought it was the same person. I mean, not all of these people are the same person, mate. Don't be racist. Was, like oh, I've been thinking about that all day to talk on here. He already knows the 49ers playbook. Now he's with Robert Seller and he's going to take Michael Carter's job. It's not even the same player. He's, he doesn't even have a wiki. Viewers, <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't flick anyone on my team to Greg. So I've, I had him fight. in yesterday. That's this is the most annoying thing. But I had him in for the same uh, waiver claim as I got the Raiders oh, on. So I should have got yeah. him yesterday. Yeah, and yeah. then you guys start talking about him. I'm like, shut the fuck up about it. No, I knew, I, I <laughs> there was no one that I wanted to. I was like, oh, I can't drop anyone. I have no time. I want to pick him week. up. I, I needed oh, you him to this play week him. as well. Oh, you need, yeah, I, didn't, I just wanted it. I was like, oh, this guy. Oh, so Quandre White was let go by the uh, Dolphins two months ago, so he does not have a team currently. Anyways, uh, people are still listening. Let's get out of here. Goodbye. <laughs> oh, I thought we I thought we stopped. Yeah. <laughs> after I, after I, we I, have I, now. I, <laughs>